0: Good morning help on the way the FDA expected to green light booster shots for all adults with the first shots available as soon as this weekend. Pfizer seeking approval for its new pill to treat the virus Two potential game changers as cases across the country tick up again we've got everything you need to know. Bracing for a verdict. Protesters and police surrounding the courthouse as deliberations entered day two at the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and just ahead inside the unusual courtroom moment when the defendant himself chose his final jurors by lottery. Home for the holidays, more than 53 million Americans set to travel for Thanksgiving, a major increase from last year. Will there be enough workers at the nation's airports to handle the surge? With that federal vaccine mandate deadline looming, we'll go one-on-one with the head of the TSA. Round two, the hard-hit Pacific Northwest bracing for even more rain in the wake of the storm that triggered major flooding, rescues, and evacuations. And Al's tracking another potent system that could impact your holiday plans, his forecast just ahead. Those stories plus revealing a new documentary taking a closer look at Janet Jackson's infamous wardrobe malfunction during the Super Bowl.
1: Her career suffered because of someone whose ego was hurt.
0: The fallout that has faced her for nearly 20 years. And Britney speaks. I've been in the conservatorship for
2: 13 years.
0: It's a really long time to be in a situation you don't want to be in. What she is now saying about winning back control of her life, her money, and her career today, Wednesday, November 17th, 2021.
3: From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza.
0: And hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. Nice to have you with us on a Wednesday morning.
4: We do have a lot of news to get to. Much of it focused on the fast approaching holiday season. By the way, Thanksgiving a week from tomorrow. I just, just can't even believe it. Checking. You know,
0: And it's going to be a busy one. There are new signs of that this morning. We're now just days away from seeing real airport crowds return to pre-pandemic levels during the week of Thanksgiving. Just ahead, we're going to talk to the man in charge of the TSA about what we can expect.
4: Meantime, despite all that talk about inflation and the supply chain crisis there, are new signs. Retail sales are up and up significantly. We'll tell you why and what
0: you need to know. And as for celebrations, happy to say crowds will be back in Times Square this New Year's Eve. The city of New York making it official. While in Washington, there's news that federal health officials could authorize Pfizer's COVID boosters for all adults in the coming days. NBC's Ann Thompson is in Times Square with the latest on all these COVID headlines. Hi, Ann, good morning.
5: Good morning, Savannah. The FDA and CDC will meet at at the end of this week to discuss expanding booster eligibility, a hopeful sign for so many as the Thanksgiving Day holiday approaches. And here in New York City, there is one more reason to smile. Officials announcing Times Square's New Year's Eve celebration is back on. In a matter of days, Pfizer's COVID booster could get the green light for people 18 years and older who are six months out from their second dose, paving the way for tens of millions of Americans to get another shot.
1: It's going to be very important for people to get the booster shot.
5: Pfizer is also asking the FDA to authorize emergency use of its COVID antiviral pill. The company says its clinical trials show the pill reduces the risk of hospitalization and death by 89 percent in people at high risk of severe illness. The Biden administration planning to buy enough pills for 10 million people, hoping they'll curb the winter uptick along with that booster rollout. Here in New York City, adult residents welcoming the extra jab. Hopefully it's more of a Christmas 2019. We can enjoy our family. New York, one of a handful of states and cities already expanding booster eligibility to all adults, amid a troubling surge in cases. In Vermont, a nation leading 72% of residents there are fully vaccinated. But the state's two-week case count jumped 60%. Most of the new cases unvaccinated people across new england the two-week case count is up in every state except connecticut but even there deadly outbreaks at the gear village senior community eight residents died from COVID. a total of 89 residents and staff got infected just over the last month and a half almost everyone had been vaccinated but health officials still emphasizing that vaccines will make the difference this holiday season
6: if you have a vaccinated group, then you could
1: enjoy the winter and enjoy being at home for the holidays indoors without worrying about masks.
5: And New York City plans to send 2021 out in style, just like it used to before the pandemic, with crowds, performances, and controlled pandemonium at midnight.
7: If we want it to be a great New York celebration,
5: And in Washington, D.C., officials there are lifting that city's indoor mask mandate for public places starting Monday. Savannah?
0: And let's ask uh, about the Pfizer COVID antiviral pill because the company's also said it is looking to expand access to that drug around the world. What more do you know about that?
5: Yes, Savannah, this is really exciting. Pfizer is asking to license that pill to other companies so it can be made globally. And health officials say that could go a long way to stopping the spread of the coronavirus by keeping killing the coronavirus in the in the countries where those highly contagious variants start savannah
4: yeah good game changer there and thank you meantime jurors deciding the fate of kyle rittenhouse are returning this morning to begin a second day of deliberations at the teenagers double homicide trial nbc national correspondent gabe gutierrez joins us from the courthouse
3: with the very latest hey gabe good morning Hoda, good morning. High drama here at the courthouse as we await a possible verdict. The jury has asked no specific questions of the judge so far, only requesting more copies of jury instructions. This morning, the nation waiting on the decision of 12 jurors who will decide the fate of Kyle Rittenhouse.
1: All right, folks, you can retire to consider your verdicts.
3: With small demonstrations outside the courthouse, hundreds of National Guard troops are on standby, but not yet deployed as the second day of deliberations begins. And in a striking image Tuesday, Rittenhouse himself determining his own jury. Eighteen men and women had sat through the trial. The judge allowed the defendant to draw six names at random from a lottery drum, as is custom in his courtroom, but not others. Those six alternate jurors will stay in a separate room while the other 12 deliberate. The final makeup, seven women and five men, including one person of color. If
8: the jury finds
3: that Rittenhouse
8: provoked the initial attack, then Rittenhouse may lose the argument of self-defense
3: completely. Rittenhouse is charged with five felony counts, the most serious first-degree intentional homicide. If convicted, he he faces up to life in prison. Last August, during protests in Kenosha, Wisconsin, over the police shooting of a black man, Jacob Blake, Rittenhouse shot and killed two men and wounded a third. The case now at the center of a national debate over gun violence. Rittenhouse's supporters say he tried to stop rioters. Do you view this as an attack on the second amendment?
0: Yes. People say he was a vigilante, but he was one of us going out and protecting the community.
3: But for the girlfriend of Anthony Huber, the second man Rittenhouse shot and killed, the trial is about accountability.
9: I think that real justice honestly would be at at the bare minimum, just some consequence for
3: his actions. Rittenhouse says he acted in self-defense. His defense team has been working with a high-profile jury consultant who also worked on the O.J. Simpson trial. Again, day two of jury deliberations is set to get underway later this morning hoda all right gabe gutierrez forced at the courthouse gabe thank you to
0: politics now over the next several days the president and top administration officials are hitting the road to tout the new trillion dollar bipartisan infrastructure law they're also keeping an eye on an overall economy that's experiencing a big uptick in retail sales despite decades high levels of inflation nbc's tom costello is just outside of detroit which is on the president's schedule today hi tom good morning
6: yeah, consumer spending at record levels. Retail sales up for the third month in a row, but we've still got the supply chain issues. A shortage of goods stretching all the way back to China. A shortage of goods, strong demand, that means higher prices and inflation. President Biden will be here in Michigan today talking about how his infrastructure plan will benefit the economy. Nearly two years into the pandemic, pent-up demand has Americans flocking back to stores, both online and in person. Retail sales on products like clothes, electronics and cars climbed 1.7 percent last month, up more than 16 percent from the year before. As companies grapple with supply chain holdups, consumers appear undeterred by inflation. ALL OF IT JUMP STARTING THE HOLIDAY SEASON BEFORE THANKSGIVING. BACK TO SCHOOL WAS STRONG. HALLOWEEN WAS INCREDIBLY STRONG. THANKSGIVING AND CHRISTMAS WILL BE TOO. TWO OF THE NATION'S LARGEST RETAILERS, WALMART AND HOME DEPOT, SAY EARNINGS FOR THEIR THIRD QUARTERS BEAT EXPECTATIONS. WALMART'S INCREASING SHARE OF THE GROCERY SECTOR AND sheer SIZE HAVE HELPED IT AVOID PASSING COSTS ON TO CUSTOMERS. With more people planning trips and borders reopened to international visitors, Hudson and Bleecker, which sells travel bags and accessories, has seen sales take off in recent months.
10: I think the the surge is attributed not only to to holiday gift giving, but also the desire for travelers to get out and travel again to spend the
6: holidays with family and friends and I think everyone's dusting off their suitcases. Still, while Americans continue to spend, they're also facing rising prices. (laughs) And that includes soaring fuel costs. A gallon of gas now averages 3.42, up 11 cents from just last month. With those concerns over inflation and the overall health of the economy, President Biden is selling his recently passed infrastructure package to Main Street. Your life is going to change for the better, and that's literal. That $1.2 trillion measure will help improve roads, bridges, rails, expand broadband, and the president says, help improve the supply chain crisis.
11: The bipartisan bill is going to mobilize our ports and our airports and freight rail to make it easier for companies to get goods to market, reduce supply chain bottlenecks we're experiencing now.
6: Part of the infrastructure law that's just passed includes money for a network of electric vehicle charging stations nationwide. President Biden in town in Detroit today to talk about that with the president of General Motors getting a tour of Factory Zero. That is General Motors brand new all green factory as they transform and move from being a gasoline centered vehicle to a battery centered vehicle, a transformation. We got an exclusive tour with the CEO, Mary Barra. We'll have that at eight o'clock. Guys, back to you.
4: We'll see you next hour, Tom. Thank you.
6: Thanks, Tom. Uh, Craig
4: joins the table now. Weather, another big story today.
2: Huge story, especially out west. Savannah, Huda. good morning. Good morning to you as well. We're tracking some new problems from that destructive storm that has just pummeled the Pacific Northwest, leading to flooding emergencies, evacuations, power outages as well. We're going to get to Al's forecast in just a moment. But first, NBC's Miguel Almaguer is in hard-hit Ferndale, Washington with our report. Miguel, good morning. Greg, good morning. This storm has already turned deadly over the border in Canada, and it's also believed it
7: took at least one life here in Washington state. While the water has quickly receded, the threat isn't over yet. The Pacific Northwest bracing for more bad weather this week as it tries to recover from its most recent devastating deluge that lasted for days. The results? Record rain, widespread flooding, and deadly mudslides.
1: I mean, that's a
9: power and the force of the water is amazing.
7: The storm-pushing rainfall totals in Seattle to new record highs, some 40 inches completely soaking the area in just 31 days. In northern Washington state, floodwaters sweeping away this father of four. Neighbors say his wife fears the worst.
10: She was kneeling in water um, just sobbing
7: more than 500 people forced to scramble out of their homes for safety there was nothing in our house in less than 30 minutes. it was up to our knees our ankles and outside in our yard for me it was like up to my waist in some spots how scared were you terrified the peril on both sides of the border Helicopters in Canada, airlifting more than 300 people to safety as highways buckled and roads crumbled. A deadly landslide trapping drivers in their cars. Something just told me that we gotta go forward and see if there's somebody in there. <laughs> and there was. Back in Washington state, crews are working to clear highways, but as flood start to recede, the struggle to recover Begins.
4: It's hard because there's a lot of stuff that's just going to go to loss because of this.
7: This morning, a region known for rain still flooded under feet of misery. Adding insult to misery here, 90% of the West remains under extreme drought conditions. This is the one area that simply does not need more water. Craig, back to you in New York.
2: All right, Miguel Emil for us there in Washington State. Miguel, thank you. Let's dig deeper
4: into this. Go to Mr. Roker, get a check of the forecast. Hey, Al.
1: Hey, there's another storm coming for these folks, but the good news is it's going to stay to the south and not hit northwestern uh, Washington State. You can see it now making its way closer toward the coast. So what we look for today, or for tomorrow, I should say, this low pressure will move into the Oregon coast, increasing winds, rain approach Friday. Most of that precipitation stays to the south, in northern California, into central Oregon, So those flooded areas in Washington State will dry out. Now that other system, that one is moving today through the Midwest. The moisture will increase ahead of the front. Showers from Michigan all the way down into Arkansas pushing to the east tomorrow. Steadiest rain makes its way into New England with snow showers around the Great Lakes. But rainfall amounts anywhere from a quarter of an inch to a half an inch. Some isolated one inches. Not bad. But what we are watching as we get into next week for Thanksgiving travel during the week. Rain, thunderstorms, strong winds, lake effects snow and heavy cold wind chills moving uh, Sunday, Monday, into Tuesday morning. You'd say the lake effect snow really developing from Chicago, Detroit, Buffalo, and rain off the coast. As long as this system tracks the way we think it will, we should be okay as we go into Wednesday into Thursday. But we're going to be watching this day by day because we want to make sure you have the information you need for that important Thanksgiving day travel. And that's your latest weather. Guys. All right, thank
4: Al. You, thank Al. you, Al. <laughs> up, your guide to the Thanksgiving Travel rush expected to be the busiest in years from higher costs to longer wait times. What you'll face on the roads and the airports as we go one on one with the head of the TSA.
0: Plus, it's one of the most infamous moments in television history Janet Jackson's Super Bowl wardrobe malfunction. Well, this morning, the documentary that revisits an incident lasting less than one second that changed our culture and her career for nearly 18 years. A closer look. But first, this is today on NBC.
12: visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
4: We're back. It is 730 with a look at the famed Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. Crew's busy getting our Norway spruce ready for the big close-up. By the way, they were giving away little pieces of that. Oh, there's my earrings.
0: <laughs> I've been looking everywhere. I've been asking have you seen a sparkly Swarovski with about twenty billion
4: Christmas. crystals? Um I heard it was actually Craig's earring Oh <laughs> I told you
0: should get some bling.
4: Not that all much pain. They're
0: going to put that right on top of the tree.
4: The ceremony is exactly two weeks from today, oh, December wow. the 1st. So let's get ready, get in the spirit. We'll all be there, getting lit.
0: But first, let's get to your headlines here at 730. We begin with the potential breakthrough in the fight against Alzheimer's disease. But in the early stages, Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston is launching a clinical trial of a nasal vaccine for Alzheimer's. Now, this vaccine is intended to prevent and slow the progression of the disease. Lead researcher Dr. Howard Weiner calls this a remarkable milestone.
2: Jury selection in the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell is now underway here in New York City. The British socialite was in court on Tuesday as the judge interviewed prospective jurors for the case. Maxwell is accused of recruiting underage girls to have sex with Jeffrey Epstein. She has pled not guilty to all of the charges. 12 jurors and six alternates will be chosen by the end of the month.
4: A uh, self portrait by Mexican artist Frida Kahlo sold at auction last night for a record $34.9 million. That's the highest price ever paid for a painting by a Latin American artist. The 1949 piece titled Diego Illo sold to an unidentified buyer, painted five years before her death. It is considered to be Kahlo's
2: final self portrait. Meantime, Thanksgiving, now just eight days away, and tens of millions of Americans are gearing up to travel for the holiday.
4: Yeah, traffic on the roads and the airports set for a strong rebound over last year when so many families missed out on the chance to be together. In a moment, we're going to talk
0: about the holiday rush with the head of the TSA. But first, NBC's Carrie Sanders joins us from the airport in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. A lot of people heading south for the holidays. Hi, Carrie. Good morning.
8: Good. Good morning, guys. Uh, look, if you're traveling next week for Thanksgiving by air, AAA says Monday will be your easiest day and least expensive. Become Tuesday and Wednesday expected to be more expensive and potentially chaotic. Whether you're taking to the sky or hitting the highway, this year Turkey Day travel is on the rise. We are excited, yeah. It's always good to be together. AAA anticipates more than 53 million Americans will travel over Thanksgiving, a 13% increase from 2020 and nearing pre-pandemic levels. So expect longer wait times at airports and even on the phone with airlines, like this customer who is on hold for more than three hours, 40 minutes. People are gonna be traveling for the first time probably since the pandemic, and they're not used to the whole travel experience. So get familiar with your airline check-in procedures. Do the research now, do the planning and planning ahead. Strict federal protocols are still in effect at airports. And if you're planning on packing some Thanksgiving treats, the TSA says solids like meats, baked goods, and stuffing can be carried on. But anything that can spill, like homemade cranberry sauce, grandma's preserves, or that special wine, should go in a checked bag. One issue, airports and airlines are monitoring unruly passengers. More than 5100 incidents so far this year have been reported to the FAA. Don't ruin your travel plans. Don't ruin your holiday plans because you couldn't behave for a few hours and couldn't control your temper or control your alcohol. From the runway to the roadway, those driving may have second thoughts because of fuel prices. Gas says the average price per gallon on Thanksgiving Day is projected to cost $3.35, more than a dollar higher than 2020. And in California, sticker shock premium, $6.59 a gallon. But no matter how you plan on traveling to your destination, experts say staying patient and building in extra time is crucial to getting to your celebration safely. If you're one of those unruly passengers, the FAA can fine you up to $3,700 and airlines have started to put some of those unruly passengers on no-fly lists that could last a lifetime. Savannah?
0: Carrie, thank you. And joining us now from New York's LaGuardia Airport is TSA Administrator David Pekoski. Mr. Administrator, good morning to you. Good morning. Well, all indications are you are going to have a very busy Thanksgiving travel holiday. Triple is advising travelers to plan for long lines and extra time for TSA checks. Do you agree with that assessment?
11: I agree. I mean, Thanksgiving is going to be busy as always is. It's our busiest travel time of the year. Uh, we expect to be very close to the travel volumes that we saw pre-pandemic so in 2019 Uh, so my best advice to travelers is um, you know plan for a little bit more time uh, and be patient when you get here I mean everybody wants to travel everybody wants to have a good experience uh, and I think patience will be key to that
0: as you well know federal workers which of course includes TSA employees must be fully vaccinated the deadline is Monday now last month I believe you told a reporter about 60% of the TSA workforce had been vaccinated what is that number now And, and more to the point are you going to be staffed enough to handle this big surge?
11: Yeah, to the point, uh, we are going to be staffed enough to handle the surge. Uh, and I expect to have no impact whatsoever with respect to the vaccine on throughput um, times going through the TSA screening checkpoints. I'd also point out that for travelers, it's going to be a healthier experience because more and more people are vaccinated. And within TSA, uh, we've seen a substantial increase in the number of people vaccinated within our workforce.
0: You know, you mentioned travelers, which brings me to my next question. Do you believe uh, it would be good if passengers had to be vaccinated? In other words, if there was a vaccination requirement for domestic air travel for passengers, not just TSA and FAA employees?
11: Well, for passengers, we have, uh, since February, had a mask requirement in all transportation systems. So in the airport, on board the aircraft, and onboard subway systems and bus systems. Uh, so there's that level of protection. And then uh, the carriers have done a great job in providing protections for passengers onboard the aircraft. And we've done the same thing in our screening checkpoints. I mean, there are more plexiglass barriers in place, and we've advanced some technologies that we had planned to implement that really require less contact between a passenger and a transportation security officer. So overall, I think the entire system has done a really good job. Uh, since the very beginning of the pandemic and protecting passengers.
0: Those are great measures, but there's nothing like the vaccine in terms of providing that protection. Would you support uh, passengers being required to be vaccinated in order to travel?
11: Well, I would support, uh, and and, and we have the requirement in the the federal workforce, and it's a very good requirement. It's it's resulted in a much safer workplace uh, for all of our federal employees and where we interact with passengers, a much safer, uh, from a health perspective, experience for them. And so I'm I am sold on vaccines. I think they're incredibly effective. And I think it's really important for us as a country to pull together and get as many people vaccinated as we possibly can.
0: COVID is a big issue in the skies. Unfortunately, unruly passengers has become a real problem Mm -hmm. at the airports, but also in the air. How concerned are you about this dynamic? And, And do you think more needs to be done to enforce measures against people who act out?
11: Yeah, no. Thank you, and, and I, I am very concerned about it. I know the FAA is very concerned about it. The carriers are concerned about it, um, and it's something that we are doing our level best to address. I mean, we've increased fines for unruly uh, behavior. We are criminally prosecuting uh, some cases, uh, FAA through the FBI, uh, and we're going to uh, message this issue very significantly in the run-up to Thanksgiving. I mean, you know, the level of unruly behavior is is much higher uh, than than I have ever seen it in my four plus years as the TSA administrator. And And I will do everything I can. I know my FAA colleagues will do everything they can. Uh, as well as our airline partners um, to bring this uh, number down. And and I would just highlight that, um, you know, the great work that the flight attendants do uh, every day, literally every day uh, with an unruly incident on board an aircraft. And and I don't think they get enough credit for the difficulty of the job they have uh, always, and then much more so uh, with these in-flight disturbances that we're seeing. Yeah,
0: absolutely. They're being asked to do much more than should be expected of them. Uh, TSA Administrator David Pakowski, Thank you for your time and good luck next week.
11: Thank you very much. Good talking with you. It's good talking with you. Well,
0: you know yeah. what? And you are traveling on the busiest holiday of the year. Oh, yeah. It's official. Sunday is the busiest travel day of the year. It's, wow.
2: Yeah. Pack your patience. Say a little prayer. <laughs> okay. Say a little prayer. Uh, when we come back, the most talked about wardrobe malfunction in history is now the subject of a New York Times documentary.
4: We will hear from the director who says after years of fallout, it is time to rewrite the history behind that moment for music icons Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake during the 2004 Super Bowl halftime show. It's coming up right after this.
7: Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who's Smarted podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who's Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com.
0: We're back 743 in-depth today, and this morning we're going to turn back the clock nearly 18 years, Super Bowl 38.
2: The game itself featured a clash between the Patriots and the Panthers, but that game will always be remembered most for what happened at halftime. Of course,
4: we are talking about that infamous wardrobe malfunction involving Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. It's the focus of a new documentary from the New York Times and the creators of Framing Britney Spears. NBC's Aaron McLaughlin has more on this. Hey, Aaron, good morning.
9: Good morning, guys. In the early 2000s, a culture war was brewing as pop culture was becoming increasingly progressive. The wardrobe malfunction between a pop icon and a rising pop star in front of 140 million viewers was the match that lit a powder keg. This documentary looks at the events leading up to the incident that the director says she believes was an accident and the fallout that followed. It was one of the most scrutinized moments in network television history.
10: Planned or not, stunt or not, did the punishment actually fit the crime?
9: 9 16th of a second that damaged the career and legacy of an American icon, Justin Timberlake exposing Janet Jackson's breast to 144 million television viewers. The thing just became an explosive powder keg, and in the middle
10: of that was this woman who had pioneered her image and she was punished for it.
9: Produced by the team behind Framing Britney Spears, the explosive documentary that some argue helped free Britney from her conservatorship, Malfunction, the dressing down of Janet Jackson takes viewers back 17 years. Why revisit that moment now?
10: So much happened in between culturally, politically and socially to us as America that I thought we needed to look at this film through a different lens.
9: Director Jody Gomes explores the backlash. And unfortunately, the whole thing went wrong. The humiliation. I, I want to put all that behind me.
3: Well, yeah, well not,
11: well,
7: not and me. Be-
9: <laughs> and the ire of then CBS network had Les Moonves, who demanded in-person apologies from both stars. And more than anything else, Moonves felt that he had been publicly embarrassed. Justin Timberlake made the apology.
0: What occurred was unintentional.
9: Janet Jackson did not. The Grammys, which were on CBS that year, excluded Jackson, while Timberlake was celebrated. If she had apologized in person like Justin did, would things have been different for her? She had apologized.
10: She apologized two or three times. You know, what what took place back then wasn't right. Janet's career certainly descended while Justin's career ascended. And that's just something you can't ignore. I think it says a lot about our industry um, and how we handle um, ageism. I think it has a lot to do with sexism and I think it has a lot to do with racism.
9: Last February, in the wake of the Me Too movement and the Times-Britney documentary, Timberlake apologized to both superstars, posting in part, I understand that I fell short in these moments and in many others, and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism.
10: You'd have to ask those two artists if it's enough, because at a certain, you know, level, a pound of flesh was taken from both of those women.
9: What specifically has changed to get us to this point?
10: just think that we have platforms now that allow us to be heard i just don't think society actually knows what to do with us powerful women so we just keep powering on
9: we reached out to janet jackson justin timberlake and cbs none of them wanted to comment on the documentary it's available to stream on hulu starting today guys
0: wow always fascinating to look at something you know with a new
4: perspective yeah, sure. And you you forget how maligned she was oh after gosh. that. I mean, my gosh. But I am gonna be watching that documentary. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get another check of the weather out.
1: Al. righty, guys, let's show you what's going on. We got a frontal system that's going to be causing a big change in our temperatures. You can see it right here, a little showers and not a lot of moisture with this. The big change is gonna are going to be those temperatures. Strong cold front pushing east, showers and thunderstorms stretching from Texas on into the Midwest. This Arctic air is behind the front, and you're gonna get a sense of how much cooler it is we go ahead of the front we've got this Gulf warmth I mean temperatures anywhere 10 to 20 degrees above average St. Louis Cincinnati 68 Nashville 73 Shreveport uh, 80 degrees front moves through tomorrow boom temperatures drop St. Louis 46 degrees that's eight degrees below average Nashville 55 Shreveport uh, 62 degrees that's an 18 degree temperature drop in one day St. Louis you'll see a 21 degree temperature drop Detroit 19 in one day and this just just in, uh, climate change globally. The October, the fourth hottest October on record. On pace for the sixth hottest year on record. And here in the United States, it's our second warmest October. Maryland and Ohio, both the warmest on record for today. Windy conditions in the plain, drying out for our friends in the Pacific Northwest. Sunshine up and down the eastern seaboard. And that's your latest weather. Guys.
4: All right, Al, thank you. Straight ahead, legendary supermodel and mogul Iman. She is stopping by for an exclusive live of interview What she's now doing to honor her epic love story with another icon,
2: David Bowie. But first, these messages. We are back as we say good morning to Chanel Jones. Good morning Janelle. to you
4: guys. We have a lot to get to, including Britney Spears making headlines, what she's sharing about the end of her conservatorship, and what's next after your local news.